Welcome to 10 Minute TechCom. This is Ryan Weber at the University of Alabama in Huntsville, and I'm excited to welcome our guest for today. I'm Gauri Ramkumar, and I work as a customer relationship manager for all the product lines of Kovai.co. So with Kovai.co, we currently have four different product lines, and uh, I look after the onboarding team, customer happiness team, and part of the technical support team as well. So my job in the company is pretty much surrounding customers, how they experience our portal product and the different teams they interact with. And also I host a podcast called Knowledge Base Ninjas. This is mainly aimed at technical writers and the documentation community to come and share uh, their experience with regard to documentation. As host of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast, Gowrie has excellent insight on what's going on in the knowledge base world today. I asked her about what she's learned from the podcast, what some of the trends for knowledge bases are, and what she's learned from hosting the podcast that she's applied to her own workplace. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really happy to have you. It's always fun to have another podcast host on the show to get kind of a different perspective on things. And I guess to just start out, if you could tell us, Gowri, a little bit about yourself and kind of your career path and how you got to this point. Yes, Ryan, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. So I'm Gauri Ramkumar, and as Ryan rightly said, I host another podcast for our company, Kobe.co. It's called as Knowledge Based Ninjas Podcast, and uh, that's mainly aimed for documentation uh, writers, technical writers, and the community around knowledge base. Basically, my original job or profile with Kobe.co is a customer relationship manager. So I look after customer right from onboarding them as a prospect right through to making them as a customer. And uh, even after they become a customer, we have customer happiness team who looks after all of our existing customers, making sure they use the product in the right sense and get enough uh, support from us. So given the nature of the profile I do with the company, when we came up with this product document 360, we wanted a channel to get connected with this community. And we found podcast to be a good uh, way to do this because we, we saw there's huge talent hidden in this community and we wanted to bring them out and uh, showcase what their strengths are and how they contribute to this knowledge-based sectors. And that's the birth of Knowledge-Based Ninjas podcast. That's my career path. and But basically, I am from a computer science engineering background. So I started my career as a tester in a big bank in UK. And then I decided to move to sales. And I was doing sales for roughly six to seven years. And then I thought, oh, I'll take this job of customer relationship manager. Yeah, that's pretty much about myself, Ryan. Okay, great. I want to talk about the podcast. But first, I have to ask. So you have mentioned, you mentioned in your intro and just now, you have a team at your company called the the customer happiness team. Is that correct? Uh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, we because our uh, business is mostly on subscription basis, and we have uh, varied types of customers uh, using our product. So we have four different products, and all the products are subscription based model. So what we found is uh, it's it's very very important how we look after our customer. 
the same way how we look after our prospects. So then we brainstormed and we brought this team called Customer Happiness Team. So irrespective of the revenue they bring to us, we try to connect with all the customers at least twice or thrice if possible in a year, making sure they use the product and give them valuable updates and uh, support them as required. That's really interesting. You know, I've heard of a lot of different sort of names for user experience teams or marketing teams, but I've not heard that one and I really like it. What you contact the customers just to kind of touch base with them and make sure that they're satisfied and that they're using the product as they as they want. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So the contact will be mostly on a recurring basis and pretty much majority of the customers, they are very happy to get uh, connected with us. We won't keep the long uh, the call for too long. We try to keep it very short and crisp. But even that uh, 10 minutes of conversation, we keep it very structured and uh, very focused and truly understand any challenges they face in utilizing our products. Fantastic. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Um, all right. Well, let's turn our attention to the podcast that you host. So Knowledge Base Ninjas is the name of the podcast. Can you talk a little bit about kind of what you mean by a knowledge base as opposed to just sort of user help? Or is there is there a difference between those things? Yeah, I think knowledge base has got to various names, right? Some people call it as FAQ section. Some people refer to as user guide. Some people call it as documentation. Because it's got so many different names to it, we, we thought this knowledge base is, is a very attractive and it also aligns to some extent with our product document 360. And that's why we would like to call it as Knowledge Base Ninjas Podcast. Okay, great. And if I'm understanding this correctly, when you're talking about a knowledge base, you're not talking about, you know, a company that writes, you know, a 30-page user guide and then it's done. I'm guessing, like, this is an extensive, like, you have a lot of different topics. You have a lot of different information that needs to be curated and managed in this sort of knowledge base. Is that right? It varies. We do have customers very simple, like how you described. They just want maybe 15 to 20 FAQs maintained uh, on a cloud platform. And uh, that that's pretty much they use Document 364. At the same time, we do have enterprise clients where they have close to 60,000 articles in the knowledge base and uh, they have restricted access to different departments. So so it's it's very, very varied. We have customers from different industry background. What we found is at the end of the day, everybody needs a good solution to maintain their uh, documentation or, or knowledge base. And that's what Document 360 is aimed for. Great. All right. So looking, it looks like your podcast, as we were talking about, started in early 2020. And you've done maybe what, about 30 of these? You've done a couple dozen of these. So you've gotten a chance to talk with a lot of the experts in the technical writing and knowledge base field. And I'm really interested if you can give us some insights, you know, kind of putting these interviews together, thinking about things that stand out. What have you learned about creating an excellent knowledge base, excellent user help? Uh, yeah, so the podcast initially was uh, started with only one aim in mind. We need to bring all these scattered talents, all these scattered community into one place. So if anybody wants to do documentation as their main career, they would 
go to knowledge based ninjas podcast listen to few uh, ideas and tips and tricks that's been widely used by major companies and hopefully it should help somebody uh, who's t- planning to take this as a career path and with that one focus in mind we kick started this podcast roughly i should say about 8 to 10 months uh, ago in the initial days we wanted to bring big names like tom johnson from i would rather be writing if you heard my podcast a lot of my guests they refer to his blog very frequently so when tom johnson comes to this podcast he brings his way of handling documentation knowledge base in his uh, client bases and he also he's a big contributor to this community i should say so the last 8 to 10 months i've been speaking to ui ux writers technical senior technical writers and customer happiness or customer support team um, members and what surprises me is the different roles that is available for anybody to choose so lot of my client guests have cited that 10 years ago if you go and say i'm a technical writer nobody would know what that means but the last 10 years lot of focus has been given to this particular department in any company the profile set is also growing hugely so that's one thing that really surprises me so a documentation is just not a piece that you try to fill in at the end of a, of your product release journey right so it has the same weightage like how you give to your qa or to a release note the same kind of weightage is given to documentation team in many big companies and i think that that's what should be happening with any industry i think otherwise you might expect if you try to put them at the end of your process you might not get what you wanted as part of your documentation mm-hmm. well and that's exciting too because you know for years and years technical writers have wanted to be integrated more into the you know process of developing the product get information sooner um so that they're not just sort of rushing documentation out at the end and it sounds like from your perspective and from your guest perspective that that's happening now is that right That's right yeah so those few companies still leave it to the last uh, part of the process but many companies have started including documentation team right from their requirement specification stages if not the entire team at least one or two members from the writing department they sit with technical team the business analysts and they understand what they are trying to bring um, in the next set of features or release and right from that stage they start producing draft materials and uh, of course they can't complete because the product is not completed but they get an idea what's coming up and the earlier they get introduced the documentation process becomes much much easier to manage and get the work done easily great great and you said that there's kind of there's more roles right there's more titles there's more ways for people who are interested in contributing to knowledge bases and customer experiences to do that work is that also something that you're noticing yes absolutely so one particular role which i thought was complete new to to us was the ui ux and after speaking to few guests and we in fact experiencing it with our own product lines it is very important you ha- you pay attention to the ui what you're developing because 
the current attention span for any prospects or any client is very very less and it is getting reduced right so you need to make your feature attractive in maybe less than 30 seconds and that you will be able to achieve only if your ui is very crisp neat and to the point it might look very simple like introducing a button to your product or to the ui but where you place that button matters a lot. Right. Well, if you've got that 30 seconds or less to, you know, potentially convert a, a customer or a client, it's, it really matters where things are and what they look like. That's right. Yeah. So that's why we are. Um, so even when we do our products, though the development finishes much early, but uh, the UI takes equal amount of time before it gets released to, to our customers use. So as you've been talking to these folks, you know, you're getting some of the you know smartest most talented people in the documentation world to tell you about their process i listened to a few episodes and i really learned a lot what are for you maybe some of the big takeaways about the way that people are doing documentation well kind of the ways that they're writing or organizing or understanding their audience or their say two or three things that, that really resonated with you that your guests have talked about over the course of the podcast Sure. So the first point is uh, they are super organized. So it's not that they just make up the documentation or they just do it for the purpose of getting it done. The majority of the writers community, they are super organized. They know exactly what they are writing and they interact with a number of departments and teams in order to get the documentation right. And the second thing I also uh, found very interesting is it's an iterative process. So you don't just write something and leave it alone. You have tools and method uh, processes to go and revisit your documentation, see if there, if there are any updates to be made, get analytics out of how your documentation is being used by your customer. If certain articles are never being touched, maybe take it out of your documentation site. So one is super organized. And the second point is it's an iterative process. And uh, the, th the third point, which majority of my guests insist is it's a collaborative work. So you treat documentation as part of a core process in the whole, in the whole uh, segment. And you collaborate with number of teams, number of departments and uh, to bring the best out of the team's skills. That's great. No, that's a really good summary of kind of the things that you've had your guests mention. I guess I have one last question for you. And that's, you know, so you've been hosting this podcast for eight or nine months now. Has it changed the way that you do your own job, the insights that you've gotten from talking with these folks? Yes, definitely. We we have adopted a few best practices from some of the conversations I've been having as part of this podcast. For example, make, making documentation as part of your process and not to slide it towards the end. So we include the documentation team in all the uh, show and tells that we have with the technical team. So right from the beginning, they listen to what's being developed, what's being released, the issues they, that the technical team comes across in building those features and uh, releases. So the more and more the documentation team is listening, they get attached to that release or that feature, right? So this is one big point we take from the podcast. And uh, the team, in fact, listens to all the podcasts that gets released as part of the Knowledge Base Ninjas. Yeah. Very cool. And I'm sure the documentation team appreciates being at those meetings, you know, and getting a, a seat at the table early on 
um, to understand the product and kind of, you know, collaborate, as you said, with the people who are developing it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's definitely helped us hugely to focus on the UI. As I mentioned already, the UI UX is, is becoming a big part in the release of any feature to us. So our our principle has been always the same right from the beginning. You build something, you build it to the best possible way so you don't need to touch it at the later stage. So do once, do it properly. Excellent. Well, hey, I really enjoyed talking with you about the insights you've gotten from your podcast and keep up the great work with your show. Thank you, Ryan. And I really appreciate the time you spent with me today and giving me this opportunity to express what I've I'm going through as part of this podcast. <laughs>